This is Brian Vollmer from the band Helix. This is Apollonia. This is Michael Jackson of the Jackson 5. This is Mariah Carey. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. This is Joey Ramone here of the famous Ramones. You're listening to The Sounds of Christmas. Podcast. Welcome to The Sounds of Christmas Podcast. I'm Ken Kessler. If you're new to this podcast, I want to start by saying thanks for joining us. If you're not new, welcome back. Either way, I'm glad you're here. Now, to avoid any confusion, I want to start off by saying there won't be any music played here. This is a place for conversation. I'll talk about Christmas music and some related topics, sometimes by myself and sometimes with guests. If you're looking for music, just go to soundsofchristmas.com and click on the tree or the player on the front page or on the Listen Now page. We play the best variety of Christmas music all year long. Well, except in October when we play the best variety of Halloween music. Very happy to have Kevin McGrath back with us again this year. Kevin writes about music and film for Wales Art Review, is a juror for the Welsh Music Prize, and the author of Pop Hack, a debut collection of music reviews and interviews. Kevin is also the man behind the amazing albums Have Yourself a Merry Indie Christmas Volume 1 and 2, which came out last year. And now there's a new volume for 2023, Have Yourself a Merry Indie Christmas Volume 3, which is just out. Hi, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us again. Hi, Ken. Uh, great pleasure to be back on on the, on the show. Everything I said so far was correct? Yeah, you've um, nailed it in one. Okay. That's that's always good to hear. Um, <laughs> it's more or less how I introduced you last year. And, you know, things change over the course of time. In fact, last year, you were ready at this time of year to take some time off and... A volume three of this did not seem to even be on your radar. How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely correct. I listened back a couple of days ago to that um, interview last year with you, and you you were you were quite keen to try and encourage me to to keep <laughs> going, and I, I wasn't really responding in kind. I sort of well, I can't rule it out, but I know I was, it was quite exhausted and so on. So yeah, I wasn't I wasn't of a mind to do volume three at all. I didn't give it a thought all through uh, 2023 until some point in September, maybe towards the end of September. And um, I had a couple of emails through from Bandcamp to say that uh, volumes one and two had sold a few copies. And I thought I, I expected that to happen because I mean it's Christmas, obviously, and right. uh, the albums hopefully will sell. Uh, Christmas for many years but I don't know why but that sort of stimulated my interest in in thinking about doing something but I didn't have uh, in mind a volume three what I originally thought it might do was to add maybe five or six tracks to each volume and sort of just put it out there on social media sort of deluxe up version if you like a bit of an update because I had I had some songs from from last year um listeners may know that it ended up as two 54 track volumes but i i'd asked for uh, a lot of songs i'd liked i listened to lots of songs i tried to get hold of as many of them as i could through the year and I ended up with about 140 songs and i in the end i chose um 108 so i thought let's go back and listen to the songs that i didn't i didn't put in because i'd liked all of those songs i i only had them because I specifically requested them from the bands having having really liked them. And I thought maybe there are some on there that, you know, are actually as good as the 
as the ones they ended up using. And that was the case, in fact. When I, when I listened to some again, I thought, how didn't I include that? You know, I mean, really, really had that with four or five tracks, but I thought this is as good as, you know, the vast majority of tracks that are on, on those albums. Why or what, you know, why didn't I put it in? So that was quite interesting in itself that hearing songs again, I mean, it was a bit of a mad rush. I had so many songs coming in and it was sort of running out of time that I perhaps didn't give a couple of those songs a chance to grow and to, you know, familiarise myself with them. So that was good. I found immediately I had tracks to work with there. Um, and then I thought I could go back to some of the bands that um, did contribute to the first two volumes, who I knew had other Christmas songs. Uh, quite a few bands like Vista Blue and Photocopies, you know, they're, they're repeat offenders, if you like. They can't resist a, a Christmas a Christmas track every year, thank goodness. Um, so I thought I could, I could probably get the half dozen just from using ones that I didn't use last year that I probably could have. And just going back to some bands and saying, would you mind, you know, popping another track in? Um, so once I got to that stage, um, I couldn't, I just couldn't stop. The bug was back then. I had, I started to think, what about some of those songs I didn't get last year? Is it worth writing again to some of these bands and, and trying to, and trying to do that? Uh, so I did, and I did get, I did get four, four tracks that I tried for last year and couldn't get. Things had changed. I managed to have, some contacts who knew other people and got me in touch with certain people and so on. So that started to come together. And then I thought, what came out in 2022 at Christmas? Because I was doing my own project. I wasn't looking to take anything brand new from last year because understandably artists who are putting out a Christmas song, they want to put it out and see how it does. They don't want to give it to a compilation at the same time. So I look back then at Christmas Underground, various websites, and it was a lot of good stuff. So that was it then. Once I started to to hear those tracks, um, I was up and running for a volume three. The two volumes that you put out last year were um, all to benefit a homeless charity called Crisis UK. And I'm assuming that this new volume uh, follows suit. Yeah, it it, um, it does. Um, funny enough, I signed an agreement with Crisis last year. It was a, a two-year agreement to, um, to donate money to them. It's since been renegotiated. It's open-ended now. They'll stay on Bandcamp um, as long as time time exists. And every year, hopefully, they'll raise a few bob for for crisis. So yeah, volume three is is again every single penny. I don't I don't make a penny out of it. Everything goes to to crisis at Christmas. Yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, can you sort of explain? I know you're not a spokesperson for them, but can you sort of explain what Crisis UK is all about? Yeah, it's a very big um, charity in the UK, a well-established charity, well-known charity. You'll see their their campaign adverts, you know, on the TV or mainstream channels and so on. What they essentially do is they they try and provide uh, help to the, the homeless population of the UK. And that goes on all year. But at Christmas, they specifically have a project called Crisis at Christmas, where uh, it's something we've always contributed to as a family over the years where they uh, will provide a Christmas meal, a bed for the night, um, a health checkup, ongoing support then into the new year. So they, they almost use Christmas, if you like, as a way to get homeless people to come in, get a good meal, get a night's sleep, but then they try and keep them in touch with crisis by 
monitoring them with health checks, trying to get the jobs, whatever. So it's ongoing sort of, if you like, community pastoral care that goes on as long as the the individuals, you know, keep checking in with crisis. How did you get involved with them in the first place? Yes, I, I, I the previous year I'd done a, a fundraising album for the uh, local cancer hospital that that I'm a patient at, and um, so that that raised a nice sum of money. And I thought I wanted it to do something on, on the back of that, and because I always donated to crisis, um, just a small amount, just a little family small donation every year, and because I love Christmas songs and Christmas music, I thought, well, I can do it for crisis. I can try and curate an album the way that I curated the one the year before for the, the cancer center. But that, but I would just do it for Christmas songs, linking in with Crisis at Christmas. And they seemed to tie in together nicely that way. So I just I just emailed them and said, look, this is what I did last year for the National Health Service. Would you be interested in, um, you know, a partnership where I, where I can do the same thing? And after they did their due diligence, um, yeah, they've been great. They've been very supportive. They they assign you a sort of case officer or a sort of co-worker to, you know, send you the literature and the, the, the imagery that I can use and so on. So, yeah. Now, last year, you had worked pretty much the entire year putting together those first two volumes. And you had said that there had been some artists that were even willing to write something, uh, a new song specifically for this. Since this new, since volume three, you had such a shorter time period of putting it together. I'm guessing that there probably aren't any that are debuting on this collection. Yeah, you're, you're spot on. Your, your guess is absolutely, is absolutely correct. Yeah, the only, the nearest I've come to it is Lisa. Lisa Michaels, um, who was very nearly on last year's album, but it was a case of the track that I wanted. She had to get a record company to sign off on that. And they, they sent me an agreement, which I didn't, because I'm just an ordinary person. I don't have any real idea of the contract sort of level this was pitched at. It just didn't have enough time to get resolved. So when I went back to this year, the track that I asked for this time around wasn't tied up in the same way. So she was delighted to be involved. And she said, I'm going to re-record the vocal for you. I've never been quite happy with the way it sounds. I'll do a brand new sort of version of it. Uh, if you can give me the chance to do that. And so she was the last track that came in. She just managed to, to get it done uh, in time. But there would have been no time really to have anyone sadly write an original because that wasn't enjoyable part of, of last year's project yeah now lisa michaels is somebody who's released a bunch of christmas music and and listeners to the sounds of christmas station have heard her songs whether or not you knew that was her or not the future heads had a song that we've played the hannah barbera's el gato Robato, and vista blue has has many in fact mike from yeah. vista blue has been on this podcast a couple of times too yeah um and and I just mentioned those artists as to give you, for anybody who hasn't picked up the first two volumes, to give you sort of an idea of of what we're talking about here with all of these indie artists, that these are, I mean, these are, are terrific singers and bands that maybe you've heard of them, maybe you haven't, they're not connected to a giant record label, which for a project like this is really a blessing. Um, I tried, I tried my hand at putting out a couple compilations 
maybe 15 years ago and it was very difficult going through the record labels not because they're they're terrible people but there's just so much legal stuff that you have to go through and so many people you have to talk to that it's very difficult to be able to do that and when you're working with indie artists a lot of the time the buck stops with them so it doesn't have to go through all of the big decision-making process. And I'm guessing since you started this in September, that really helped a lot moving this along. Yeah, I mean, that that is absolutely right. That was very close last year to landing some bigger names. And I'll throw one or two out there because they won't mind. They were very keen to be on there. Ron Sexsmith was really keen to be on uh, the album last year uh, with his track, Maybe Christmas. And we were back and forth with that for months as he was trying to get permission to um to to let me have the track and in the end it couldn't get over the line the web brothers was another one there were a few um so yeah it was a, a blessing in disguise that you are dealing with indie bands where basically they are their own masters if you like and they can say yes or no uh you know right there pretty quickly and that 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 allowed this project to go ahead that and the fact that I spent all last year doing this, so I wasn't learning on the job this time around. I knew where to look. I knew the contact. I still had lots of good contacts with different little labels, and that came in very handy. I already had the sort of some email addresses for some individual singers and so forth. So yeah, it was a lot. It was a lot easier to knit together this year than it would than it was last year. Yeah, which is a, a good thing since you you had only really a couple yeah, of months. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, even then, I um, it, I was gonna I was gonna do twenty songs, but I mean, I I found that I was I, I finished at thirty five in the end because they were still coming in thick and fast, and I could have got I could have got the forty if I held held it back another week to release it, but um, I would have missed the Bandcamp Friday, which which was a big day. Um, Bandcamp waived its commission, so more of the money goes to Crisis then. So it was a big day. It sold. We sold 209 albums on Bandcamp Friday. Wow, that's great. I'm sorry that we couldn't have done this earlier so that we'd be enabled to, no, it's to fine plug because, that. Because I need some... I, what I'm going to need over the next few weeks is the various stations and podcasts and websites that are going to feature it to try and give it a second wave, another push. So that, that would probably work out quite well because you know people don't tend to listen generally to Christmas music, at least here in the UK, Till around about now, anyway, the BBC has a formal rule that they they won't play Christmas songs before before December and so on. So um, it's probably going to work out okay in the way that spreads the interest over the month, really. So yeah. Well, that's good, and we'll put a link down in the show notes for Volume Three as well as the first two volumes. All of that yeah. is still on Bandcamp. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was, um, I don't know. You may know, you may know Christmas Underground. I think you probably do know mm-hmm. Christmas Underground. It's very important site in the um, the development of the Have Yourself a Merry and Christmas project because I found out such a treasure trove of material on on their site. Um, so they reviewed volume three yesterday and um, they they basically concluded that volumes one to three is a, a guidebook to an alternate universe of Christmas music that few people know about. So I was happy with that. Um, mind you, he also called me a man who's high on his own supply of Christmas cheer, which sounds faintly illegal, 
but I'm all, <laughs> but I'm broadly in favor of it. <laughs> yeah, that's terrific. In fact, I'm gonna put a link to uh, what Christmas Underground had to say about yeah. it too, because I thought that was, I thought that was great, and it's yeah. terrific for anybody who hasn't, whether you have or haven't um, been aware of any of these uh, collections. If you like Christmas music, and odds are you do if you're listening to this podcast, you, you've got to check these out. And one of the things I love about Bandcamp is that you can click on songs and you and you get to hear what they're about before you decide whether or not you're going to buy it. Yeah. So you can check them out because odds are pretty good. You haven't heard of a lot of these artists. You may not have heard of any of them. They're most, if not all, are original songs, aren't they? Yeah, there's 143 songs over the three albums, and 141 of them are originals. I allowed Eddie Reader to do a, well, I didn't allow her, but I took advantage of the fact that she'd done old Lang Syne. So I, I got that in there. And a band called the Pearl Fishers, who I love, uh, on volume three, did um, uh, The Holly and the Ivy. But 141 out of 143 are original, original Christmas songs here. Yeah. Yeah, so when you look at them, you may you're you're not going to know these songs, but I encourage you to click that play button and listen, and you're going to find stuff you like on there, and you're going to need to buy it. and And this is a great addition to anybody's Christmas music library because you don't have these songs, you don't have other versions of these songs. This is not another collection of Jingle Bell Rock and. All I want for Christmas is you and all of the songs that you hear all the time on the radio. This is this is a, a great collection of songs that you haven't heard um, or you certainly haven't heard enough. And it will be a terrific addition to anybody's anybody's library. All three volumes are up on the Bandcamp page, and I'll put a link to that down in the show notes. I hesitate to ask if there's uh, a chance of for a volume four. But <laughs> What do you think? I can answer this one definitively for you this time, Ken. And it, there's not going to be a volume four. I've built I've built this as the third and final volume. Um, and the reason for that is that I mean 143 songs is a pretty mammoth collection. Yeah. Um, but not only that, uh, I mean one of the things that's special about Christmas music is that there's a poignancy to those songs because you hear them um every year at Christmas and they they come sort of freighted with memories and of, of you know when you last heard them at Christmas, what your life was like at the time, and so on. These 143 songs haven't got that association for people yet, so these songs need to bed in and become, I hope, part of people's Christmases for years to come. And it's difficult to do that if you keep on adding 30 or 40 songs every year. I I quite like the idea of those songs. I mean. I, I appreciate what Christmas Underground said, and I, I love it, the fact that it's like a guidebook to um, you know, an alternate music scene for Christmas. Um, and I'd like that to then get a chance for people to know those songs, play them every year, and build that, you know, that love for those songs. Um, but I don't know if you can keep doing that, if you keep adding 30 or 40 songs every year. It sort of like takes away from yeah. What, yeah, what I'm trying to achieve with it in a way. Uh, maybe I'll think differently about it in five years' time or something. But for now, I think I'd like those songs to settle into people's record collections. Okay. One of the other things that I really like about this set is that so many of these artists, 
as you have already mentioned, have other Christmas music. So when you go to Bandcamp and you're checking this out and you're downloading, you can also check out a lot of these other artists and find a just a treasure trove of great Christmas music. And a lot of it is original. So it won't be stuff that you've heard over and over. It will be stuff. It will be new stuff that you can add to your collection, like Kevin was saying, and and build that nostalgia and make that a part of your annual Christmas. Have yourself a Merry Indie Christmas volumes one, two, and three, all on the Bandcamp page. And we'll put links to each one down in the show notes. Kevin, is there anything that that we've missed that you would like people to know about either this new collection or the previous two? Well, you, you haven't missed it, Ken. You've just you've been very, I I would say, perceptive in analyzing it, but I would like to emphasize it one more time, and which is the fact that when people look at these songs on Bandcamp, uh, they're not going to recognize that many names unless they are really into their music. Um, but don't let that put you off because what I had in mind when I compiled um, these albums was, A, A, I wouldn't put anything on there that I wouldn't have in my own personal playlist. I wanted to love these songs. I wanted these songs to really be something. I mean, if you're gonna have a Christmas music record on and, it's, and you're not gonna put Nat King Cole on or Frank Sinatra or the Beach Boys or Phil Spector, um, which are all great artists, you better have something on that's good in its own right and deserves your time on a Christmas period. And these songs stand up. Um, I love these songs. I try to focus on songs that are really melodic, that have really Christmas earworm choruses, you know, things that are not hard to get into. I think people, if they do take advantage of what you said about Bandcamp, the great opportunity, just click on a song for free and listen to it. You can then decide whether you think it's, uh, a good song or not but i would suggest that people would be massively surprised by the quality of the songs they won't believe the quality of the songs um i certainly didn't when i started to discover how many great songs there were out there by bands i'd never heard of and i was what a thrill to come across these songs where you find yourself within a few seconds loving the chorus you think what a great song and it's it was there over and over and over again so many great artists who will never get there Perhaps they are 15 minutes of fame, you know, um, but they've 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 actually created a song that is a work of art and could stand the test of time if people only knew where to find it. So I'd like to think that in the form of indie music or alternative music, this is the place where you'll find those songs and you will love them. And I, I just want to add two things. First, that if you are a real Christmas music fan, you'll you'll recognize these websites. We've talked about Christmas Underground, also Christmas Agogo and Hip Christmas. All of these sites have reviewed this and have great things to say about it. So there's a little something to to maybe push you to checking this out. And the other thing is that 35 songs and it's it's a deal. I don't know what the exchange rate is from pounds to dollars in the U.S. No, not me. <laughs> but but it's, it's it's five pounds. So it's probably five 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 or six dollars. Is that I guess something like right six dollars so, maybe? 
Yeah. So yeah. it's 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 less than ten bucks, certainly. Yeah. It's less than ten dollars. Thirty-five songs. That's just on the new one. And the other two, there's over a hundred songs between the other two volumes. So you could really fill up your library <laughs> and it's a deal and the money goes to a great cause. And I just really want to, I don't usually talk money on this podcast, but this is just such a, a great deal. I, I just can't imagine anybody who likes Christmas music, not clicking over and, and taking advantage of this. So, so there's my pitch. I'll get off my, uh, I'll get off my soapbox now about that, but <laughs> but it's a it's a great set, and I'm very grateful that you put this together, and you certainly got somebody like me who runs this Christmas music station and plays thousands of songs. You, you've given me uh, uh, almost 150 new songs to well, some of them I knew, but uh, well over 100 songs that I may never have known about and and love and i'm playing a lot of the songs from the first two volumes on the station now and adding songs from the third one that if you haven't heard them yet you'll be hearing them soon so so go check them out kevin uh, thank you thank so you, much thank you so much for doing this in the first place and then uh, coming back on to talk pleasure. about it thank you ken thanks for having me it's a great it's a great show i will be listening through through christmas as i did last year so the sounds of christmas so thank you for that and thank you so much for listening and for continuing to support the Sounds of Christmas station and podcast. I told you how to listen to the station, and you're already listening to this podcast, so my work here is just about done. All of our episodes are available on the Sounds of Christmas website. Just click the podcast tab. And we also have a link tree page that lists most, if not all, of the sites that do stream our podcast. So you can check that out and find your favorite and click on over, subscribe, and you'll never miss another episode. If you have comments or suggestions on this episode, previous episodes, or the Sounds of Christmas Station, feel free to reach out to me on social media or through the website. Thanks again, and may you always believe in Santa Claus.